And, you know, it's interesting. We were chatting here on the program this time yesterday about how parents were so excited, uh, waiting for the big news from the province regarding what school will look like come the fall, given the pandemic. Uh, A couple parents uh, we were hearing from around this time yesterday were saying it felt like Christmas morning. They were so excited, which I guess makes today Boxing Day and you know how often on Boxing Day you sort of you, you look at the presents that you've got and like, oh, great, like a bunch more socks, mm, you know, and the presents that you were kind of maybe hoping you might get spoiled with just didn't show up under the tree. And now you've got these socks and you're sort of disappointed, maybe a little hungover, depending on what your Christmas is like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty fair metaphor for how a lot of parents are feeling today, 24 hours after getting the news from the province of what school will look like in the fall. There were a few key takeaways, and we will delve into some of them, but I think the big ones, first of all, and I'm sure you've been, as you've been hearing on the news, non-medical masks will now be mandatory for students grade 4 to grade 12. Younger students will be encouraged, but not required to wear those masks. High school students in the province will see a mix of in-class and remote learning at the secondary level. Depends on where you live. Uh, Things will work differently. But the big one that's getting a lot of attention is that elementary school children, so from kindergarten through to grade 8, will return to school five days per week across Ontario for a full day, which includes recess, lunch, and there will be no changes to class sizes. And the no changes to class sizes flies in the face of a lot of the recommendations that we had been hearing, including just this week, a report from Sick Kids Hospital. And that's sparking a lot of concerns. We asked the education minister, Stephen Lecce, about that on Global News this morning. Here was his response. In elementary school, just on classroom sizes, they are capped in grade one to three at 20, the smallest in the nation. In kindergarten, there's two staff for that classroom, a 13 to 1 ratio, and by law, by requirement, a larger space. The classrooms are actually much larger in space to permit distancing. And unlike any province in this nation, as difficult as the decision is, the evidence suggests that it is effective to introduce masking, which we've done from grade 4 to 12. Ontario Education Minister Stephen Lecce there explaining his decision not to limit class sizes in the midst of a pandemic as students return to school in the fall. To talk more about this and much more, we are joined on the line by Behan Farhadi, who is a Ontario high school teacher who joins us now. Thanks so much for joining us here on Global News Radio. Thanks for having me. So I'll put it to you generally first. Um, I mean, I can guess based on your Twitter feed, but <laughs> what what did you think about that announcement yesterday and the details? The good news is that I think there was a balance struck with masks. Um, I, I have two children in who are elementary aged and um, they are actually in the optional category. I think there are a lot of folks who would have preferred that that was mandatory as well, but we will need them in elementary if we're returning to full class sizes. And I still haven't decided whether I'm going to send my kids back. Um, and then for the secondary, I uh, am really concerned about what it's going to look like uh, when 50% of class time is online, um, especially given the the data we have on on student achievement online. Yeah, interesting point. And you noted that you're still not sure about you know what to do with your kids. We had seen a Leger poll done um, you know just recently before this this announcement. Um, 59% of parents said that they were going to send their kids back. 
18% said they wouldn't, but 23% said they didn't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how those numbers change, if they change, now that we have the details. Uh, you mentioned the masks there. Uh, how do you feel about the class sizes? That has been, you know, probably, I think, the most controversial piece of all of this, given the reaction that we've seen, the decision not to limit class sizes. Stephen Lecce, the Ontario minister, Education Minister, saying they're already uh, capped in, in um, some of the younger grades to 20 people. What's your response to that? I think there's so much we don't know about COVID-19 and that we're taking a really big risk with our younger, youngest kids. I, um, I wonder, like when you're looking at a grade eight class, you can have up to like 34 kids. So when we're talking about a 20 average, it's not really the reality of what's happening in the classroom. I don't know if, and they also said, you know, the province said they couldn't guarantee that we could keep a one meter distance either. So I'm, I, I think a lot of parents are still unsure of whether they're going to send their kids back because they don't feel safe. Yeah, I mean, and and you mentioned there the distancing because that was part of it was that you know we're we're hoping everyone can keep at least one meter apart from each other. Uh, how realistic is that in in your classroom? In, in high school, I, it, it's interesting, like in my class, I could keep desks one meter apart. The classroom across from me were so squished, every single desk had to be stuck beside one another because it was a class of like 36. So, you know, our, our buildings also are, you know, have a backlog of $16 billion in repair. Like, I don't know how we're going to be able to accommodate the kind of even desk arrangements that are called for. The decision announced yesterday, all these details coming yesterday, now it is, you know, July 31st. Do you and your colleagues have enough time to to make all of this happen? A lot of this will depend on school boards, and I imagine they're really scrambling to determine what, like, what our, even our timetable is going to look like, how we're returning and organizing our classes. I think a lot of um, teachers are, you know, have the same, especially in secondary, the same uh, confusion and uh, that they did before the announcement that they do now, because now it's even more uncertain um, for, for most schools in Southern Ontario who are going to have to proceed with halftime. For parents who are uncertain, um, who are still trying to figure out what to do, what's your message to them? Um, please, you know, contact your uh, representatives and um, let them know what it is that's best for your family. It, I do think the province responds to to the communication from from parents. Um, maybe not as much from educators, but definitely from parents. And so, if if it's something, if there's a needs that your child has, I think communicating them might be helpful. Part of you know. A big part of the consideration, of course, facing the provincial government was the money. I mean, we know they, you know, were offering, and they, you know, they did, they did give a price tag yesterday, upwards of three hundred million dollars uh, to pay for uh, more public nurses, um, sanitation, hiring janitors to keep those schools clean. Um, but obviously that figure fell far short from what we had heard. You know, even the, the Toronto District School Board alone was asking for up to $250 million just for, obviously, schools and classrooms here in Toronto. Um, 
but you know the financial considerations are a reality of all of this um you know difficult to to hire all those new teachers um and so i think you know the province would probably argue as they have that this was you know they are weighing the risks here uh they know that you know children under the age of 10 for example are less likely to transmit this virus less likely to get very sick from it um so i guess finally before we let you go you know, if you were, if you had the keys to Queen's Park, how would you have done this differently? I, I mean, besides consulting with, um, you know, the school boards and and uh, education workers to determine what the realities were on the ground, I think looking at an investment as a potential protection from future loss would be really important. So I don't think anyone's asking for permanent changes to um, investments in education, but we are looking for more than a 1% increase in our education budget to address the biggest pandemic we've faced in our history. Thank you so much for joining us here. That is Behan Farhadi, an Ontario high school teacher, a parent. Uh, yeah, a lot to consider, a lot to think about, and uh, good luck as you prepare both as a parent and as a teacher for what's facing us in the fall. Thanks again. Thank you.